Welcome to Badass Digital Nomads, where we're pushing the boundaries of remote work and travel, all while staying grounded with a little bit of old school philosophy, self-development, and business advice from our guests. Today's episode is sponsored by me. Did you know you can now shop my favorite remote work tools, video production equipment, and travel accessories directly from your Amazon account? It's true. Just go to travelingwithkristin.com slash Amazon to check out all the products I use and love. Welcome to an episode of Badass Digital Nomads, recorded from Norway. I'm just hanging out at the Arctic Coworking Lodge with Stian and Rolf, and this is where we live, or this is where I'm living for a month. This is where you guys always live. We're in a beautiful, scenic area, and we are in Lufleten, Norway, in front of, what is this fjord called? Uh, it's called uh, the Stone Fjord, because uh, in the middle of the, or there's a big, rock or stone that separates or makes this fjord into two fjords. That's why they call it that? Yeah. And so it's, it's actually this big uh, rock or more like a you know small-ish mountain. <laughs> <laughs> and it took me one year to figure out that out, why they call it the stone fjord. I heard this fjord is three billion years old, or like all the mountains here are three billion years old. Is that true? Probably since the last ice age, yeah. Yeah. So welcome to the show, guys, and thanks for letting everybody sleep at your house here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, of course. So let's start off with just like a little bit about your background. So my name is Rolf. I'm uh, 25 years old. I moved up to Hertelofoten two years ago. Uh, originally, uh, me and Sian, we went to school together, went to uh, university together in a city called Olsen, which is kind of like the miniature version of this place. Uh, it's just really, really cool with a lot of mo mountains and oceans and stuff. When we came up here for the first time, we were like amazed because it's so nice to be able to live here and just kind of live in this natural, beautiful part of the world. Stian just turned 27. And uh, pretty much have the same story as uh, Rolf. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just like came up here. Did you come up here to go surfing the first time, or why did? What brought you up here? Or you're just Norwegian, so is it like a rite of passage to come up here? Not really, but I think uh, just came up here to, on, on a surf trip, and we're used to like kind of average waves uh, where we used to live, and we came up here, and, and the waves were like very good. So, uh, yeah, we just decided to move up. So for people who aren't aware of this area, because I didn't know about it actually until I came to Norway in 2015, and I was looking at the map and looking at where to go, and I ended up in like the southern part around Oslo and Bergen. And then when I found out that this area existed, I wanted to come up, but it kind of takes, it's like a mission to get up here, but in a good way. Yeah, it's a bit of a it's a bit of an adventure, or you know, there's several ways ways to come up. You can get up here very quickly if you just you know take the plane uh, directly, which is you know sort of expensive. But yeah, if you don't if you don't choose that way, you can get into some uh, you know some ferries, some train rides, <laughs> some bus rides. Because <laughs> that's what you did, right? You took the train. Yeah. So I didn't come here like five years ago because. 
we realized we had to fly and I think the tickets were like $400 or something. So yeah. we just took the train from Oslo to Bergen and then left out of Oslo again. But yeah, when I was coming back, looking at how to get here, just to give people some perspective as to where we are. So to get here, you can take a 24-hour train from Oslo that goes <laughs> into Sweden and then all the way up, or you can fly to another part of Norway, either to Bodo or Trondheim or Tromsø or Leknes. Well, you can fly to like one of the bigger cities and you can explore around there and then you can take like a 10-hour train and then a ferry and then a bus and then hitchhike and then rent a car or whatever and you can get here or you can just fly directly to this small town called Leknes which is like 20 minutes away and that is the most direct way but it's, it's definitely an adventure like if you think about a 24-hour train like I've never been on a train longer than six hours or something like that so that's just in one country so that's pretty yeah pretty far north and even though we're up this far, it's not that cold. I'm just wearing like jeans and you guys have like t-shirts and flannels on, but why isn't it super cold up here? Somebody was telling me it's because of the... Yeah, there's a, like a, there's a uh, goal, the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream. And which brings, uh, you know, heat, you know, with the ocean. And that stream pretty much hits, that stream with warm water pretty much hits like right outside here. So the ocean actually warms up the air, which makes it not, not nice and toasty, but, uh, <laughs> you know, not really yeah. cold. Yeah, just imagine going up this far north in the U.S. Yeah. or in Canada. Yeah. Yeah, Alaska, Canada. That's yeah. really cold year-round, so, or really hot as well. But. Yeah, we're kind of at, like, the same latitude as Iceland. Mm. latitude that goes... A little bit further north, yeah. A little bit further north mm. of Iceland. And why do people like coming here? Well, you know, people have been coming here for, uh, you know... Uh, 11,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird to think about that people came here <laughs> 11,000 years ago. Like, what did you guys do up here? But uh, yeah, I think it started off with very good fishing opportunities. Like, people get a lot of fish here, and that's what's been happening in the last at least 100 years. And now uh, it's more getting more of a trend maybe yeah it's more like uh, people come here for the experience so it's either if you want to experience the midnight sun or the northern lights or just see the mountains there if you want to go surfing or climbing or there's a lot of different reasons to come here uh, but I think the common thing for like for people who are travelers who come here is that it's just so beautiful I've traveled a lot I've never been somewhere as beautiful as here yeah, and I haven't even done any of the hikes yet. You can hike up the mountains or up the fjords and get these panoramic views and the water's all blue and it just looks so pretty. I've only been here for a week, but I gotta get out there. I've mostly been surfing and working. So. <laughs> Which is not too bad. That's cool though when you think about it because people came here 11,000 years ago, 7,000 years ago, since way before the Vikings for all different reasons. and. Now, this many thousands of years later, digital nomads are coming here to like work and enjoy the nature. And then you also have just regular people on vacation or adventurers yeah. just hanging out and exploring. Like I picked up a bunch of French hikers the other day that were hitchhiking and they were just camping, just like 23 years old, living yeah. their lives, yeah. exploring up here. And it's just kind of that that kind of scene there's and it's crazy to see like there's people that comes here for like a week or four days to camp out and tent and you, you see that all year round and then there's more and more people like us that actually moves up here 
Uh, so there's, you know. Mm. Then you have the digital nomads types who comes for stays for a longer amount of time. Yeah. Like you're staying for a month. That's like a perfect timing to kind of see it all and get it all. And get then, into the community. Yeah. And, yeah. That's what we're all about. We're all about like opening our community to the digital nomads of the world. Yeah, and there's only what a few thousand people living here year-round. You'd say. Yeah, there's uh, on this island. It's eleven thousand. Oh, yeah. It's quite a big island. And this whole island chain is something like yeah. how many kilometers long? I don't know, but it's, I'd say like from tip to tip. <laughs> four hours, I mean? Like, yeah, four hours drive. Three to four hour drive from tip to tip. And there's a lot to explore like within this area. I mean, just a few minutes down the road, we have the Unstad surf spot. Yeah. And then within like a one or two hour radius, there's how many other spots? <laughs> yeah. Well, the only problem with that is just that Unstad is just, uh, you know, so good yeah. <laughs> that uh, even we haven't had the time to explore enough around because inside just really yeah. just in general you know like even though we don't think about surfing like just to go explore all the beaches here yeah and there's some of the beaches to the south that is kind of a mission to get to you have to hike for an hour or something like that mm. but then when you get there and you see it it's just an abandoned beach you know like how often do you see that a perfect white sandy beach with like no houses no people nothing yeah. yeah it's really cool it's surreal mm. like this this place is like everything i thought it would be so i guess i should tell you guys how i found out about this place so well i, I heard about it when i came to norway i heard about lufutin like the area and then i was like putting it on my bucket list like i have to go back there and then a few years later i started creating content about remote work and traveling and digital nomad lifestyle and you guys saw one of my articles on co-living uh, and reached yeah. out and then i was like what <laughs> what is this <laughs> and i looked at your profile i don't even think you had opened yet and i was like i need to go there like they're making a co-living spot <laughs> there of all places like that's awesome so but like yeah. a year and a half ago i think that was but that we first connected and then now here I am. But tell me a little bit about the Arctic digital nomads because I just wrote an article about why people are coming up to the Arctic to live and work and hang out. But there's also, you guys have friends that are in Iceland, Greenland and other places in the Arctic that want to spread the word about why it's a good place to go and hang out and that there's infrastructure there, there's community there, and there's a good work-life balance. So what is this Arctic Digital Nomads about? Yeah, um, so it's a collaboration project uh, with, like you said, Greenland, Iceland, and the Faroes, uh, where they each, in each of these places, uh, in quite remote areas actually, they've opened a co-working slash co-living space. And the reason they're doing this is because they're struggling to get like their own people, their own people that go to school somewhere else, in, for example, Oslo or Reykjavik or something like that. and then they can't move back because there isn't any jobs available. And same thing here, uh, like if you, you, it's very hard to get a high-skilled job if you have the education for that. But digital nomads are kind of showing the world that it's possible to just 
be wherever you want as long as you have Wi-Fi connection and yeah and now we kind of want to show everyone that it's possible to work from these remote very beautiful uh, scenic places uh, without sacrificing that much yeah and that's that's also you make a good point about the people like the locals who are living there and, and want jobs as well so mm. before these kinds of communities were well they're very rural so they had fishing and maybe some other industries but bringing awareness to these kinds of places it's good for digital nomads from other countries to know that they can come to a healthy place and and live a healthy lifestyle and have fun and meet people and, and get their work done but also it's a sign of things to come when rural communities with educated populations get to have remote jobs themselves. So I think you guys were saying the other day at dinner that you had a friend who got a, a good job, like he was working at a a fishing place. Yeah, yeah fish factory, yeah. A fish factory. So he wanted to live there, so, but for the last, and he has a good education and whatnot, but like for the last few years, he has been working at the fish factory. So he's been using two years uh, of his life just finding that job that he can kind of use his skills. Now and finally, he's got like a job yeah. for like a company that kind of lets him work with um, the things that, you know, he's educated within. So. <laughs> A weird uh, way of saying it, but yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna let him like after he's done, he's gonna, he's gonna be able to work remotely because it's kind of still a bit far away from where he lives now. So, uh, but yeah, he, he's gonna work remotely with or partly remotely with what he likes to do. Yeah, that's so great because before the options were so limited, right? People could work where, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, smoke coming in there. <laughs> 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 I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, people could, had limited options. They could work at the fish factory. They could maybe work at a cafe. They could maybe eat fish. And even like that's so seasonal, you know. Cafes is in the summer, uh, and fishing was like three months a year. And it's so hard to get into the whole fishing thing. And it's mm. such hard work. <laughs> and what happens to these communities when there's no like relevant work for a young generation? Is that the whole their whole population grows older, and yeah. they're not able to create value for their own community anymore? And, so. and this is happening all over the world. It's happening. Mm in middle America where people are leaving their communities they grew up in because they want to go to the cities to look for work. It's happening in countries throughout Europe, especially Eastern Europe, where people have to leave because the minimum wage is really low, yeah. there's not enough jobs. And I make a lot of videos about, well, wherever I travel to, and I've been spending a lot of time in Eastern Europe the past couple of years. And the people who watch the videos that are from those countries. They're like, oh, I really miss my home country. Like, of course, if you grew up in a beautiful place around your family members and your friends, of course you would miss it. And they're like, I wanna go back someday, but they're like working in London or they're working in New York or somewhere like that, or even in like a city like Atlanta, driving a taxi or Uber or something. Yeah. Like they're all over the world in all different jobs and the opportunity to be able to move home and get a livable wage and work from anywhere is really significant. What is the life like here? Like, what's the vibe like? What is the daily life like for people who live in Arctic co-working lodge or even in the neighborhood? So I think for most people it's very stress-free. Uh, it's also really nice and like social. 
so people you always have people around you and a lot of exploration physical activities so for me I guess a day in my life would be to wake up around 7 or 8 maybe go surfing sit down here come come do some work and maybe go surfing again then go to maybe the climbing gym and then chill out and you know eat yeah. some good food eat some good food yeah, yeah that's important yeah. to eat good food we eat a lot of like dinners with people i just very seldom eat, eat like alone eating <laughs> yeah so yeah it's not that stressful and a lot of physical activity activity yeah yeah and everybody eats at home like everyone cooks here because well first there's really no restaurants <laughs> well there are in Lucknes there will be though but I kind of like not having a restaurant because you just don't have to think about it like you know you're just gonna like have your routine and eat at home every day and then the other day this girl from Portugal Adelaide she's been out foraging for mushrooms and berries and all kinds of stuff so you had like homemade cream of mushroom pasta i guess yeah with like vegan cream because you guys have all the oatly products here yeah. vegan cheese vegan cream vegan milk and yeah so everyone like kind of contributes to the dinner like someone makes a salad someone buys pasta somebody forages the mushrooms and then we all like yeah and it's cool how it it's not it's not really that much hassle for one single person because everybody kind of just does you know their thing and then you know adds their little thing to the to the meal and normally it gets into a quite exciting meal. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. The other day we had your girlfriend's birthday mm. and your friend Susanna made a beautiful cake yeah. and another girl made cookies and. Yeah, that was really fun. We had like a dance party downstairs. The problem though is when um, this girl Susie that you're talking about, mm -hmm. and she's gonna make because uh, she's opening up that cafe downstairs, and uh, she's gonna be making too much cakes, you know, and they're they're all vegan cakes, and you think they're quite healthy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, still cake, <laughs> still cake guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ruin it for us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to surf and climb a lot. Yeah. Totally. So what is that the vision for here? Like it sounds like you guys are going to be here for a while and you're opening a cafe and you've rented out this building that how many people can stay here at a time? Twelve. Twelve people and you renovated it. So what's the kind of master plan grand vision for this place? I think it's important to be a little bit flexible and just kind of see what happens. Like for example, this cafe, cafe idea, like we didn't see that coming, but then someone's like, hey, I wanna start a cafe. And someone else is like, hey, I wanna do this course. Or So kind of just changes as it goes in a way. Uh, but at the same time, um, kind of wanna evolve it, maybe get it a little bit bigger, but not too big, just perfect size. When I keep it, I really like it the way it is now. It's kind of like, personal and everybody kind of knows everybody and it's quite tight don't want to get it like yeah it could be a little bit bigger but not that much bigger yeah i think and it's nice to have that cafe and some activity but, so um, do you mean like adding another building here or adding another location we have another building there oh that we can use but we haven't made a plan to use it yet uh-huh so right now we're kind of just 
want to fill up the 12 spaces that we have. Yeah. And now, if we can do that consistently, like even through the winter, then maybe we will expand, but it's not like a must for us. No. No. And there's people here year round, right? Like I met this guy, Mike, who was just here. He said he's been here twice this year and now he's back again. <laughs> so people are here even when it's dark and yeah. cold. We had people here last year from, I think, yeah, December, January, the whole year. But yeah, this year we're going to close down December and January. That's basically because we want to travel. Yeah, long. that's yeah. basically <laughs> the reason. So uh, yeah, we got people here all the way out November. And then yeah, people start coming in January. So you were talking about how peaceful you thought you were here, like that so you can kind of chill out and relax. Then imagine if you're here in January, you have four hours to daylight of daylight, and yeah, you just then you're super relaxed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you need to just yeah. relax. and it especially needs. and I, I was also thinking like if you have a project that you really need to focus on, like you need to kind of like set yourself in that perfect rhythm, then coming here in the winter time when you don't have any distractions, it's perfect. You guys need me to health set for you this hmm? winter. You need me to house it while you're gone. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, yeah. If you wanna house it in like yeah. December, January. I mean, yeah. no problem. I might do that. Well, I was thinking this morning when I was meditating because yesterday I published this blog on Medium that was ten lessons from eight hundred days of meditation. Yeah. And then I got this idea because Adelaide, the girl with the mushrooms. She went to a Vipassana meditation that's a 10 day silent retreat. And I was thinking maybe I should do that for New Year's Eve or like Christmas, New Year's, mm -hmm. that holiday. But also coming somewhere like this would be nice. Like it would be really nice to start off the year in a really healthy spot. Not like, you know, going to somewhere to party, like go to Las Vegas to party and then you start the year hungover, but like <laughs> starting the yeah. year with the northern lights and quiet calmness and maybe some snowboarding, something like that. Yeah. Sounds mm -hmm. good. Yeah. You can go surfing in the winter time too. You can oh yeah, yeah, I saw in that video. Yeah. Was it in the Surfers of Lufikin video? Yeah. So that's kind of like the se surfing season that I look most forward to uh -huh. is the winter. It's really, really cold, but it's also really, really nice. How cold does the water get then? Like four degrees, but the worst isn't the water. Like if it's four degrees in the air and four in the water, it's no big deal. But when yeah. it's minus 15 and you have to get up off the water and go change after you're surfing, and that's kind of the worst part about it. Yeah, so you change in the parking lot and like minus whatever degrees yeah. Yeah, we do it but we're used to it yeah. <laughs> so but uh, i guess like you can drive home in your wetsuit too and go straight in the shower that's what i would do yeah <laughs> <laughs> so this week coming up we have some activities we have the Lufleten Masters Surf Contest that I entered without really thinking it through. <laughs> oh, you entered it? Yeah. yeah cool. nice. nice. I entered it before I took a surf session. <laughs> and then, like, the next two days it was flat, and I was like, I can't even catch these waves. And then the next day it was like triple overhead. <laughs> I was like, well, and I've never surfed in these wetsuits before, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna try it out. You guys are doing it, right? Uh, yeah, Rolf's away. I'm, I'm not there, but yeah. I would oh. if I was there. Yeah. yeah. But I'm away for a weekend. 
So yeah. people are going to come from all over Norway or all over yeah. like... Like usually there's people coming from Australia, really? Brazil and yeah. That's so cool. it's like a few people that come just to serve that contest. Yeah. Nice. And then you, you're having like a coffee tasting event here. I'm really selling this place. Like you've got surfing <laughs> <laughs> contests, Australians coming. Got there is a lot of stuff happening here. Yeah. Um, so, but this that's what I'm telling you. Like this coffee tasting thing. This is the girl Helena who lives here. Oh, okay. And she was like, yeah, I got this coffee that I got from this fancy brewery in, or not brewery, but... How do you call it? Yeah, it's like, like, it's like yeah, grocery, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and she got this fancy coffee, and it's like, oh, we can get everyone together, and everyone can kind of taste the different types of coffee, and it sounded really nice. So we're yeah. like, yes. And Helena is just generally really, really stoked about coffee. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's just like a passion thing, you know. Mm. <laughs> I am too. Like we were just talking at lunch that yeah. I think all of us are a little bit addicted because it's just too easy to have. Like it's like fika here, right? Like yeah. Pika is like, Pika is the Swedish. That's the Swedish word, yeah. Break, yeah. coffee break. And here it's cozy and cold and we're working a lot. And then after mm. you surf, you want like some hot tea or yeah. some coffee and it's just really easy to drink it yeah. all day. Yeah. But if you're in somewhere warm, like somewhere tropical, you don't really want to drink warm coffee. No. Yeah, maybe iced coffee, but yeah. you don't drink it as you do here. Like you always want something warm to drink. If you've been outside or yeah, yeah. Been, coffee is the way to go. Yeah. yeah, I've been in Florida all summer drinking iced coffee, mm. and then I get here. Oh, you gotta <laughs> <laughs> But also, let's just give an honorable mention to the water here in general, because so if anybody's into like cold therapy, this is a great place for that. <laughs> if the water is like so cold and refreshing, and I've mm. been taking actually cold showers, not after I surf because I'm already really cold. But in the morning, mm. just like an arctic plunge, like yeah. a polar bear plunge of a shower. Tastes really good too. Yeah. Yeah. Tastes it's amazing. Sweet. Yeah. And that water actually comes like directly from the from like the lake up there. From like a glacier lake. <laughs> I don't know if it's a glacier lake, but it's it's uh yeah, it's a big lake and the water just never like, drink uh, from a glacier lake. No, no it's, that's that's a they, idea. They say it's uh you know it's not that good for a tummy. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ten thousand year old water. Yeah. It's not good to drink. <laughs> well in um I, I drank the water when I went hiking in Bergen. That's People fine. People said that I could. Yeah, okay. yeah. That's yeah, fine. the water like in uh, streams is fine. Just don't drink from a glacier lake. From the, yeah. Directly from the lake. Yeah. yeah, where there's a bit of bacteria. Yeah. The yeah. water from the the sink tastes like bottled boss water that you would buy at like a club for ten euro or something. That's probably <laughs> that because good. it is the same water. Yeah. Yeah. Same water. <laughs> <laughs> We actually had a guy here from New Zealand who was living in Boss. So where they make the water, where they they don't make the water, where they <laughs> harvest the water. They harvest from the. You know, it's just branded there, or it's kind of like a brand name, uh -huh. because it's a really like clean city. Yeah. But the water's not really from there. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. Uh, actually, they both sponsored so the Lufthansa Masters a couple years ago, didn't they? Yeah, they it's, did. Yeah. But, uh, I think it's like uh, the last. I think the, they've sold the whole uh, thing. I'm not sure. I think they went. I'm not sure, but I think they might have gone like bankrupt or something, and then they've gotten sold out to some guys. Because now it's called Boss World. <laughs> okay. It's so, the generic <laughs> kind. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Well, if people want to come up here and hike and drink good water and drink lots of coffee, then where can they find out more about this place? You can check our website. 
Yeah. You can follow our Instagram, maybe. Yeah. So. Or uh, yeah, follow follow the Instagram, the Arctic Coworking Lodge Instagram, or just uh, look it up on Google, and there's a lot of info on that website. And you know, any questions, just like send them, send a mail. We're not too bad answering emails. No, you're really good. And yeah. shout out to your Instagram. That's so good. It's yeah. So pretty. Thanks. So many like good photographers <laughs> and nice curated stories. Yeah, but everybody who comes up here is so good at taking photos, and we're lucky <laughs> enough to get a few of them. So uh, we're really bad photographers ourselves. Yeah, we're really bad photographers. We're just, like we get content from people yeah. who comes there. But oh, it's, it's like uh, even if you're a bad photographer, like your pictures just look good here because it's so pretty. Yeah, yeah no, easy. but the problem with us is not that we're just we just don't take the photos, and yeah. my girlfriend actually hates me for it because I never take any pictures, <laughs> <laughs> so we don't have any memories. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> my ex-boyfriend hated photos so like but hey then when you break up you're like oh there's no pictures yeah no there's no <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i'm trying to get better at taking photos i even got a diary now yeah. a photo diary no just like a diary uh-huh yeah but um i haven't written in, in it oh you should do it yeah i'm uh, quite excited about that actually yeah started yesterday i'm really into that like the past year or so yeah. Now I feel like if I didn't journal every day, even if it's like five minutes or something, yeah. I'd probably go crazy. Yeah, cause it's, but it's like the other day I was surfing and I was like, oh, this will probably not be the surf I you know, remember. And then I was like, well, I don't even remember like 80% of the surf I have just because we have so many surfs and I'm, I don't really write about them or uh, you know take pictures when, before I go or whatever. So maybe like if I write about it, I might remember more of it yeah or I don't know yeah and you start to remember like all these different details yeah and all the cool things you do like, yeah, yeah. if you ever want to write a book yeah like it's super handy to have written yeah, down right. everything that has happened yeah. in your life yeah and I'm really good at writing so I probably <laughs> yeah, <laughs> should not write a book yeah. <laughs> I went to a writing course this summer and yeah the, the guy who was running it and his friend who, who has written a lot of books He's like, I wish I wrote more down because like I've been to so many countries and I forget a lot of the stories yeah. and the things that happen. But that's what pictures and, and stuff are good for. Yeah. Like I have a few photos from Bocas del Toro in Panama, for example, and I think I was there in like 2006. Mm. And now that's a big digital nomad hotspot. And I'm like, wow, I have these like really old photos from like a film camera yeah. <laughs> or like a disposable camera or something of me swimming in the water with these girls from Argentina. And I'm like, I never would have remembered that moment right. if I didn't have these pictures yeah. of us like jumping off the dock. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm going to take more. Well, I took some of you guys today. But, yeah, I'm um, excited to see that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm excited to be here for another three weeks. I'm just going to settle in yeah. and yeah I recommend if you guys are into this sort of thing to definitely come and you can get a private room or a dorm and the cost varies depending on how long you stay for but yeah we're usually quite nice with you know people stay here for a long time that oh, it makes the community so good mm -hmm. so we try to like you know make people stay Incentive. longer yeah well, thanks guys for coming on the podcast. We're going to do lots more creative stuff while I'm here. And ciao from Norway. Ciao, ciao. Okay. Goodbye.
Thanks so much for listening. To help support this podcast and help it grow, please leave a review in the Apple Podcast Store and send this or your favorite episode to a friend. For weekly travel videos, live streams, and even more interviews, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channels at youtube.com slash digital nomad and traveling with Kristen.